0: A billion years ago, there was nothing but space Then one of God's wet farts blew all the planets in place There were no signs of life on Mars or Venus But planet Earth was blessed with two baby geniuses Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, know everything. Baby geniuses tell us something we don't know Hello Hello, babies. babies. Welcome
1: to Baby Geniuses. I'm Emily. I'm Lisa. Thank you for listening to our show. We got a great show. Good show. Really big show. (laughs) Is that the first time I've done that at the beginning or the fifth time? Definitely one or the other.
2: I think the first. Okay cool. (laughs) Everything feels like the first time for us (laughs) and the 50th time for our (laughs) listeners I'm sure. (laughs) It's
1: just so tedious to you I'm sure. Uh, This podcast again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, i hate that the judge ordered me to listen to all these podcasts <laughs> it's just part of your community service um can we talk about this will be you know this is coming out a while after we record it but um lisa was in a paparazzi video i got papped it you was guys. so funny i got
2: a pap smear um well, it was because <laughs> it was because um my boyfriend Adam um he had a premiere party for Adam Runes Everything, his TV show. Yeah. And it was like a big event. Like they had like a, a step and repeat red carpet-y thing and they, uh-huh. they had like live goldfish in boxes for some reason. <laughs> and all the servers were dressed up as him. They had like pompadours and glasses, um, which I'm sure is all very embarrassing for him. But um and there were some like c list celebrities there and so the, the paparazzi were standing outside. Um. Yeah. Which is bizarre. It must have been a slow night in Hollywood. Um. But we. It was the D D Squad. Yeah. I really. Oh my god. They were awful. There's two awful men with shitty camcorders, and as soon as we stepped out of the party, you know, kind of drunk on our way home, um, they came up and were like, "Hey, Adam. So, uh, is a female orgasm a myth?" Oh my God. (laughs) And there's video of it on YouTube and you can just see my face. Like we're all like, you know, happy and we're like, yeah, sure. We'll answer questions, you know? And then my face just falls. Yeah. Um, And we're sort of like, what? And Adam's like, what? Yes, I guess. What? You turned into like an icy diva in the best
1: way. Because you also looked gorgeous. You had a very fancy updo and like a fancy gown on. Yeah, I rented the runway. Um, And and... Adam like looks
2: confused in the video. Like they ask him and he's like, uh, no. But he's like in that mode of he had been doing a bunch of interviews and he's like trying to be polite. Yeah. Um, And then they were like, oh, so, you know, do that's not a myth. Are you going to ruin it? And like, do celebrities hate paparazzi? And he was like, "Uh, yes, I I think so. And then like, you can see me like get an idea. And then I whisper to him, like, you don't have to talk to these people. Yeah. Um, But in the video, you can't tell what you're saying. No, um, you can't tell. And then Adam's like, oh yeah, right. And then we, we like jump into a car. (laughs) It was pretty cool. It's bizarre. And I like when you found it, it had eight views. Oh, me probably. (laughs) (laughs) I got like a Google <laughs> alert, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's on! It's on the internet." Adam was very embarrassed by it because he was like, "I shouldn't, I should have known better than to talk to them." And I'm like, "No, I mean, you're being polite." I watched a couple of the other videos they had, and they interviewed a bunch of people who came out of that party, and they interviewed like um, Adam Savage from uh, MythBusters. Oh yeah, and they were like really nice to him. They and, didn't ask him about the female orgasm. No, that, we were the only people that they asked a horribly sexist, yeah. ridiculous question. Ridiculous to. question. Yeah. Also,
1: I gotta say. If you're a man asking if the female orgasm is a myth, you're you are just, the
2: worst lay of all time. You right? are just broadcasting that yeah. you're bad at sex. Exactly. Why would you, why would you publicly ask that question? <laughs> not only have you like never listened to a woman or ever you're gay, or you're gay <laughs> and it's fine and you, maybe you're amazing. No, these, these men were not gay.
1: <laughs> um, um, by the way, this segues good into some fan mail we got. Oh yeah, that's right. Brenna asks, this is a silly question. Emily has made a couple comments about being good at sex, (laughs) particularly, like, better at sex than when she was younger. And I'm always like, yeah, that makes sense. As we get older, we're more comfortable with our bodies and we are better at communicating. But then I thought, wait, is Emily especially good at sex, like, in a specific way? Like, she learned a special trick from a witch or something? Please tell
2: us about it. That's a great question. (laughs) I would also like to know, but per- perhaps you'll have to tell me more off air. <laughs> I might just be very arrogant. That
1: also is another <laughs> option because here's the thing. I'm not flexible. I'm out of shape. There's definitely a lot of ways I could very much improve.
2: I think flexibility during sex is overrated. Probably, right? I don't know. I think I I got to
1: say the most important thing is enthusiasm.
2: Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just
1: go for it.
2: Yeah. Be, you know, be happy to be there. Both
1: people have got to be very enthusiastic and you'll have a great time. Don't be
2: afraid to make some noise. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know.
2: That's true. I think my, when I'm the worst at sex is when I'm like, oh, do I like this? Am I a good? Yeah. Do I like myself? Uh. Really? Well, yeah, I get yeah. it all up in my head. Yeah. Sometimes. I don't
1: know. I, and I honestly don't know if I'm even that good at it. I think It's, just it's hard like, to know. It's hard to know. But it's good to know what you like. Because then you can be like, hey, let's do that thing I like. And then yeah. you'll be like, yeah, I like this. And they'll be like, wow, you're good at sex. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that thing I like. Yeah. And I'm good at. <laughs> it's like being good at eating ice cream. You're better at it if you get the flavor you like. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, you say, know, you know, maybe
2: you do it kind of fast, but <laughs> you're still good at it. <laughs> it's a little messy and fast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I think. I think of ways I could be better at it that I don't that I don't do. Where I'm yeah. like, I should
2: take notes. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, I should be more active and like have a plan, you know, like let's do this. And I don't really do that usually. Yeah. I'm just either. like, let's just do
1: it. Um Kat, <laughs> there's a very funny comedian in Austin, Texas, named Kath Barbadoro who has a joke where she's like uh, I don't know if I'm like, I'm going to fucking butcher her joke and that's my least favorite thing when people do, but she's like, I don't know if I'm submissive or just lazy where I'm like, yeah, tie me up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't to do anything.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, rela- I relate to that. <laughs> am I a bottom or am I just kind of sleepy? <laughs>
1: uh, um, we were also going to talk about, first of all, I went to go see the Indigo Girls last week. How was that? Which was fucking amazing. I... Indigo Girls was my first concert ever when I was 11 years old. Um, I, I, it, I had the idea that my whole family should go see them Aww. at the Greek Theater in Berkeley, and we did, and it was great. They're really good live. And then I saw them last week, um, and it was so fun. Um, and I remembered that when I was in third grade, me and my friend Remy were listening to the Indigo Girls, and we were like making up hand gestures uh, to like like doing interpretive dances to the song. And I don't remember what I did, but Remy laughed so hard that she peed on the floor.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's related to my recent experience. Yeah. I always thought that was weird when people would be like, I laughed so hard I peed myself. Um, but then the other night, I think I did it. What happened? I don't what even made you know. laugh so hard? I think it was a combination of me having a bunch of beer, which I don't usually drink that much. We were okay, we we hiked up to Elysian Park to overhear a Guns N' Roses concert, which is very metal of you. Pretty much the best way to go to that. Um, <laughs> and then on our hike back down, I just like totally wet my pants like a little bit. And I think it was because I was laughing. Really? Well, Adam gave me a piggyback ride, and it was really funny (laughs) because while he was doing it, I was pretending to be a dressage rider in the Olympics.
1: (laughs) Bearing the lead here, you were on his back when you peed?
2: Okay. (laughs) No, it was... Because I was
1: going to say, you peed on your boyfriend is the real story. It's not that you peed in your pants. (laughs) That's just,
2: you know, our regular thing. We're really good at sex. Um, No, it was after I'd already dismounted my horse, and... um, (laughs) Yeah. And then I think it was, yeah, it was just like a delayed reaction to laughing a lot or something. I don't know, but it made me worried. I was like, is there something wrong with me? Like, am I getting loose? Yeah. Am I getting loose in my old age? Is that a thing? I feel like I've gotten a little loose. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe. I I like, uh, not bad though. Nobody could tell. It's just a little, there's enough (laughs) like where I was like, oops, (laughs) oops. Oops. Yeah. Um, had you been holding it in for a long time? Yeah, I think so. That also does I didn't, didn't want to pee in the park, you know, like behind a tree the way the dudes were doing. Yeah. I didn't want to do that. Yeah. It's less convenient. God, I wish we could. I know. Didn't you, didn't make you want a Oh, one of the a pee style? Yeah, like Eleanor Davis was talking about on her yeah. episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. It was one of those times where I was like, shit, should have done that. That would have been great. Um, <sighs> what else
1: do we want to talk about? Um you watched The Notebook recently? Oh yeah, I rewatched The Notebook, which you wrote about very eloquently in your first book, right? Or no, was oh, that that no, was the vow? I talked about
2: the vow, which is oh, yeah. a very similar kind of thing. Yeah, never also mind. also starring Rachel McAdams. Um, <laughs> no, I rewatched The Notebook because I thought it would be a good movie to watch on an airplane, and it would make me horny because you know Ryan Gosling's hot in yeah. it. Um, you know, especially when he's all beardy. <laughs> Why did you want to be
1: horny on an airplane?
2: Oh, it just feels good. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i like to watch cheesy movies on airplane too it feels like an indulgence um but that movie sucks
3: because like there are all
2: these parts that are about dementia and old people yeah and they're intercut with the horny parts and so you're like getting a good you know getting a good horn on getting a good horn on and then (laughs) and then suddenly it's like oh it's so sad to be old and you're in a nursing home and you have dementia and it's fucking terrible oh god yeah um, That's like
1: kind of a cool, cruel thing to do to people to teach them to not be horny.
2: Totally. It's a very, it's a cruel movie. It's unpleasant. I hate it. I Although I do like the general message of the movie is that if you build a nice house, then your dream girl from like seven years ago will show up and you have a three day fuck fest. That's like the crux of the film.
1: Man. And, yeah. But also you have to look like Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Which only one person does. Maybe two.
2: A couple, maybe. Are you
1: do you look like Ryan Gosling? Please email us a photo of yourself. Baby Geniuses Podcast at gmail.com. Um,
2: uh, I <laughs> I think I, I once hooked up with a guy who was who did look very Ryan Goslingy, and that really? was a lot of the reason why we hooked up. <laughs> he didn't have a lot else going on. But
1: <laughs> that's a yeah. I don't think I've ever hooked up with anyone who looked like a celebrity. It was, it was, a, it's a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely been attracted to people and been like, why am I attracted to this person? And then it's like, oh, they look like, uh, a very specific... Julia Roberts, <laughs> <laughs> Julia Roberts are like, uh, who's that guy who played Christopher on the Sopranos?
2: Oh, I don't know. I haven't seen it. Where
1: it's like, they can look like a celebrity who I'm not even attracted to. Oh, yeah. Michael Imperioli. Mm. And then I'm like, just the familiarity. Or like, if they look like someone else I know. Yeah. Like, I'm attracted to them just because they look familiar. That makes sense. Because familiar means safe. Is it? Kind of. What if they look like someone dangerous? Oh,
2: well, then, yeah, stay away. <laughs> Red flag. Um, the human mind's great at finding patterns. <laughs> that's true. Wow. Save that for what did I learn?
1: Um, the other thing was I finished my childhood vaccinations. Oh, that's right. Con- a
2: couple of days ago. Congratulations. Thank you.
1: My parents do not remember whether or not I was vaccinated.
2: Wow. Um, um, what did yeah. you
1: get? So I got um, MMR, which is measles, mumps, rubella. Oh, yeah. Polio. Oh, that's a good one. Hepatitis A, mm-hmm. tetanus, and I also got typhoid because I went to Thailand. That's like how it all started was I like went to go get my shots for Thailand and I was like, and also while I'm here, <laughs> I don't know what else I've gotten. Um, tetanus is a big one. <laughs> tetanus is a big one. You don't want to get locked jaw. That's no. real, real bad. I had gotten one tetanus shot when I was 10. Because I stepped on a nail Ooh. and they gave it to me in my butt because uh, um, they have to go like why do under do the that? muscle. And I think my arm was too small. Mm. So they had to do it in my butt. It, tetanus fucking hurts. It, that one really hurts. Yeah. I'm like still tired from it. Like mm. I'm still sore from it. And I got it on Thursday and today is Sunday. Damn. Um, but yeah, I feel good. That's a thing that if you don't know if you've been vaccinated, you can just do it as an adult. Yeah. And it won't hurt you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um. So that's another thing. I think that's all I had. That I wanted to talk about at the top. Of the- oh, wait. We
2: have Twitter questions. Oh yeah. Oh my God, you guys. I'm so sorry. I forgot about. Although this. we could save some of these for <laughs> one-on fun. Uh, <laughs> we could save one of these, some of these
1: for one-on fun. Well, let me just quickly look and see if there are any. Uh,
2: People want us to talk about Lochtegate, but this is coming out way after that's Oh, over. yeah. I only think about Ryan Lochte once every four years. <laughs> and then I promptly forget about him. I think about him every time I watch that episode of 30 Rock that he's on. Oh, where yeah. He plays, <laughs>
1: where he plays Pizzerina Sabaro's sex idiot.
2: And that was the best <laughs> role for yeah. him
1: of all time. Like when that judge was like, oh, he's just a kid. I'm like, no, he's just a sex idiot. He's a idiot. sex idiot, yeah. He gets
2: dumber. <laughs> With time,
1: <laughs>
2: um, yeah, none of these are good. Yeah. Sorry guys, sorry guys. Yeah, we're, we're not going to talk about Super Smash Bros. Malay for the Nintendo GameCube. This was yeah. a specific thing of all time. That's a different podcast. Yeah, um, but maybe by n- the time this airs,
1: uh, Ryan Lochte will have redeemed himself somehow. If so, how <laughs> can it? He possibly? Maybe that'll be my one-on-fun question. Okay, wait. It's time for one-on-fun. <laughs>
2: One on
1: Lisa. <laughs> God damn it, Lisa. Yes. <laughs> how can Ryan Lochte redeem himself?
2: Fuck, I don't know. Um. Uh, he can give me a back rub. <laughs> getting wait. horny because it's fun <laughs> wait is he redeeming himself in my eyes or in the world's eyes um he should probably do a lot of charity he really should yeah yeah like because that's something uh you just can't argue against right i mean you can't be like "Ah, oh, that person sucks they donated a million dollars to whatever yeah did you know that donald trump
1: like claims uh, that he's donated way more like Uh, yeah, anyway, everyone knows this.
2: I don't want to talk about him. Oh, he's claimed that he's donated stuff and there are no receipts.
1: (laughs) He claimed that he was going to donate all the proceeds from Art of the Deal to charity and, like, uh, they they found that he's only, like, in his whole life given $10,000 to charity. Yeah. Fucking insane.
2: Yep. He's bad. He's bad. All the way around. All the way around. (laughs) Okay. Now you ask me a question. Oh, okay. Um, wait, I'm just scrolling to find one. Emily, what's your favorite fall activity? Ooh. (laughs) My favorite fall activity. I like pumpkin carving
1: and also dressing up for Halloween. I like everything Halloween related. Great answer. Thank you. Yeah. uh, Halloween is my fall jam. I don't actually, I usually know what I'm going to be at this point and
2: I have (gasps) nothing. Do you have any ideas? I have no ideas. None? I don't know what to do. Do you ever do something topical or like... uh? no, I feel like then you run the
1: risk of like having the same costume as someone else. Yeah. Um, I usually go with a costume that I think people are going to get and that I have to explain to people. Yeah. Um, Come yeah. on, people. I, well, Be yeah. better at but guessing. Also, it's my fault, I think. <laughs> like last year, I was a reverse mermaid and everyone thought I was a fish. That was such a good costume. Thank you very much. Yeah. And also, I put a lot of work into that costume and now I like, I feel like I have to top myself this year. Yeah. You know, and I have a sewing machine this year, so I feel Ooh. like the sky is the limit. You got to start now. I've got a sewing machine. I've got no job. <laughs> this, I really should be nailing Halloween and I have no ideas. Yeah. Um, hopefully by the time this airs, I'll have an idea. Yeah. Do you know
2: what you're going to be? Um, oh, I, you never do it. I almost never do it. Yeah. Yeah. What if I made you a costume? Then I would do it. Okay. Because that's my main problem is I don't want to put the work into making a costume. Yeah. But I do love getting dressed up and like putting makeup on yeah. and stuff.
1: You could wear my costume from last year. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Done. Done. All right. Um, that concludes one on fun. Should we do chunch chat?
1: Yeah, we should do chunch chat. Oh yeah, do we usually do chunch chat first? I fucked up. Usually. Okay. Uh, it's time now for chunch chat, the regular segment where we talk about any news in the world of Martha Stewart's pony Ben Chunch.
0: Chunch. When the clock strikes noon, we could have a picnic lunch, fine wine, full moon, and we're chatting about chunch
1: and chunch. Uh,
2: this week there is no new Ben Chunch news. <laughs> That concludes Chunk Chat.
1: <laughs> we'll be right back with Wiki of the Week. Geniuses, we
0: know
4: baby, Hi. Are you a fan of Star Trek The Next Generation? Well, that's weird because it's a corny show. But my friends Ben Harrison and Adam Pranica do a lovely podcast about it. It's called The Greatest Generation, and it's on MaximumFun.org. I thought that this podcast was a bad idea, but I was wrong. Please listen
5: to The Greatest Generation on MaximumFun.org.
1: Welcome to Wiki of the Week. Let's introduce our guest for this week. She is a very funny TV writer and a friend of mine. Please welcome Bridget Munoz-Liebowitz. Hi. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. My pleasure. Uh, this week's Wikipedia page was sent to us by you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is the page for Lisa Nowak. Is that how her name is pronounced? Or Novak. There's always Novak? like a discrepancy with the V and the W sound. Oh, yeah. Of Polish last names, yeah. you know. Um, Lisa Marie Novak, nay Caputo, born May 10th, 1963, is an American formal naval flight officer and NASA astronaut. Born in Washington, D.C., she was selected by NASA in 1996 and gained and qualified as a mission specialist in robotics. Novak flew aboard Space Shuttle Discovery during the STS-121 mission in July 2006, where she was responsible for operating the robotic arms of the shuttle and the International Space Station.
2: Uh, Novak gained international attention on February 5th, 2007, when she was arrested in Orlando, Florida, and subsequently charged with the attempted kidnapping of U S air force captain Colleen Shipman, who was romantically involved with astronaut William Opheline. Novak was released on bail and initially pleaded not guilty to the charges, which included attempted kidnapping, burglary with assault and battery. Her assignment to the space agency as an astronaut was terminated by NASA effective March 8th, 2007. A full on, month after her arrest. Yeah. And on November 10, 2009, she agreed to a plea deal with prosecutors and pleaded guilty to charges of felony, burglary of a car, and misdemeanor battery. Novak remained a Navy captain until August 2010, when a Naval Board of Inquiry
1: composed of three admirals voted unanimously to reduce Novak in rank to commander and to discharge her from the Navy under other than honorable conditions. <laughs> other than honorable yeah. <laughs> See, none of the above. <laughs> Can I ask you, why did you send us this page? Like, what is it about her that you... I mean, there's more to it. Episode, no, no,
4: totally. Yeah. I, well, she, to me, she is both an inspiration <laughs> and a cautionary tale.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she straddles
4: that line. She really walks that Because I
1: do feel like this is one of those... I, like, really love stories about female criminals. Yes. Me too. Yeah. yeah. They're kind of rare. Because, yeah, there is... I feel like there is an implied sense of self-worth to someone who would go after a romantic rival like this in a, in a sense. <laughs> totally. And I feel like th- there's a part of that where it's like that is a little inspirational. Is it, it's empowering. <laughs> it's a little empowering, but also, I mean, we haven't gotten to the part of this, but the, she fucking wore a diaper. But, but let's back up okay, first and even up.
4: talk about how she's a fucking lady astronaut. Oh, She broke the ultimate glass ceiling. She like (laughs) went all the way up into space. Yeah. And it's such a, it's so hard to be in the military as a woman, first of all. Mm -hmm. Second of all, in the sciences. Like, Like, you know what I mean? And then, A specialist in robotic arms on the fucking space station and then to throw it all away (laughs) (laughs) for a romantic rival. Or maybe it was
1: worth it for her. It's like both very feminist and very (laughs) anti-feminist to be like, she broke through in all these things and then she threw it away for a fucking man.
4: Slash woman. Slash woman. Because I don't think she even contacted that guy for quite some time. They had broken up a long time ago and she just went after the bitch who stole her man.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
4: And there wasn't any overlap. Like every article I read about her, is like there was no overlap between uh, Sarah and uh, what's her name, her rival. Mm-hmm. Like there, there had been some airing out time for Ophelins wiener.
1: Oh, so like
4: I think it was
2: just like a woman scorned kind of a thing.
1: Oh wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, we will get we will get there. Okay. okay.
2: Um, it is a long page, so is. maybe we should. I mean, I don't want to like say we should skip her career and focus on the personal thing but maybe we should we probably should and and just with a very patriarchy
1: (laughs) i'm part of the problem Uh, yeah well with a very very strong recommendation to go read about her many accomplishments um yeah
2: but we're here for the drama we're here for the
1: drama (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we're not here to make friends we're We're here to win (laughs)
2: uh all right so start with her personal life yeah personal life um, so she married Richard T. Novak, a classmate at both U.S. Naval Academy and Naval Flight School, in 1988. He was employed by a contractor to NASA at Johnson Space Center while concurrently continuing to fly for the Navy as an officer in of the Naval Air Reserve, blah, blah. They had three children, a son in 1992, twin daughters, 2001. Um, statement from the family indicated that the Novak separated in January 2007 and subsequently divorced.
1: And I wonder why. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Um, and also, yeah, I mean, that's like, Two months before she was fucking arrested? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, immediately following William Opheline's divorce, he and Lisa Novak became involved with each other. The affair lasted two years, with Opheline beginning to break it off gradually near the end of 2006. It was during this time that Opheline started a relationship with Colleen Shipman, who was working as an engineer with the 45th Space Wing at Patrick, Patrick Air Force Base, Florida. He has a type. Yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he likes those, uh, what, is, what is that... Uh... A b- acronym for math and science thing, people? Were- STEM? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a STEM, STEM guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's a STEM fetish. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. a STEM
1: chaser. Yeah, he's a STEM chaser. <laughs> um, wait, I want to find... Uh, yeah, okay. That's the first mention of him on this page, too. So it's like, they didn't really... He's kind of faceless, actually. actually. Yeah, God, it's always the most boring fucking dudes. Isn't yeah.
4: I, well, I looked up... He, he's kind of attractive. If you looked him up, like, he's kind of a babe, or he was a babe. Let me look him up. I get it. Like I get it. He has like a Don Draper esque quality to him. Oh yeah. Okay. He
1: get it.
2: Yeah, he can get it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah,
1: (laughs) He's kind of dreamy, but he's also got like a little bit of a of a goofy vibe in a way where you're like you're my
2: Yeah. You'd be good with kids. He looks kind of buff. He's got like a big neck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I see it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I see it. Oh my god. Okay. (sighs) Charges of attempted kidnapping at Orlando Airport. (laughs) <laughs> Here we go. Nowak drove from Houston, Orlando, Houston to Orlando, Florida on February 4th to 5th, 2007. She packed latex gloves, a black wig, a BB <laughs> pistol and ammunition, pepper spray, a hooded tan trench coat, a two pound drilling hammer, Yikes! black gloves, rubber tubing, plastic garbage bags, approximately $585 in cash, U.S. <laughs> Her computer, an 8-inch Gerber folding knife, and several other items before driving the 900 miles to Florida. T.O., that
4: packing list to me indicates someone who does not know what the fuck they are doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: She's not, th- she doesn't have a very specific plan. No. Tonight, no. But that's like a very like NASA style over prep. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I mean? Like you don't go into space unless you're prepared for like what's going to happen. Any scenario. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she did not pack food though. That's a good point.
2: She. Didn't she, think that one through.
1: I mean, maybe the one part of her plan was she's like, I'm going to eat her face.
2: <laughs> you don't think she had, like, a space ice cream That's or what whatever? I was hoping to yeah, in there, ice like, cream, The yeah. Maybe flavor. she just threw the packets out the window so nobody knows she had them. She's got a dry ice cooler full of <laughs> it's Dippin' like and Dots. A weird
4: like, Hansel and Gretel breadcrumb trail of, like, ra-
1: astronaut ice cream wrappers. <laughs> oh, God. I, I love this bitch. Early reports indicated she wore space diapers during the trip but she later denied wearing them
4: and so we're just going to take her word yeah
1: <laughs> that I don't get it's not even a he said she said it's just a she said and we're like no no <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to deny the diapers.
4: <laughs> Everything about that packing list is crazy. Yeah. It's not a precedent.
1: <laughs> On February 5th, 2007, Nowak went to the Orlando International Airport, waited for about an hour in the baggage claim, and then proceeded to the airport parking lot where she located and confronted Shipman who had just arrived from Houston by plane. So fucking Colleen flew from Houston to Orlando. And she drove from Houston to Orlando.
4: Bad planning. Yeah. She could have yeah. also flown yeah. from Houston to Orlando. Should have rented a car yeah, harder to trace. There's yeah. definitely,
1: like, her drive from Houston to Orlando was definitely longer than a flight. Yeah. So she left in time to have gone. Yeah. That, yeah, that doesn't weird. make any sense. I
4: feel like the, if, I had, if I did it, Book was wasted on OJ. It should have been Sarah. <laughs> yeah,
1: I should have written it. Okay, here's the thing, though. If she had flown, there's no way they'd let her fly with... Latex gloves, good a black wig, a BB pistol, pepper spray, right. a trench coat, a the dre- two pound drilling hammer, <laughs> the trench
4: coat. They may have let her bring, <laughs> yeah,
1: and but gloves. not with the other stuff. I think <laughs> oh. if they pull the other stuff out of the bag, they're like, "And we're also not letting you bring the trench coat." <laughs> was it
4: you that told me to follow the TSA on
2: Instagram? It probably uh, was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. I yeah. love it so much. It's if you guys so don't good. follow it on Instagram, you really should. You're it's missing all like out. Ninja throwing stars and shit. Yeah, and
4: I saw this most recently was. A Hello Kitty assault assault rifle. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's
2: adorable. It is. It
1: was so cute. And, and then, terrifying. Y- yep. Well, yeah. Who is that for? Yeah. Yeah. child. <laughs> and like the someone Kill- in a Tarantino yeah. movie. Yeah. A Kill Bill sequel, yeah. I guess, yeah. probably. Anyway, sorry to get off. Today,
2: <laughs> Not just at all. all. No, to give totally a shout out to the TSA uh, Instagram. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah.
1: You want to do this next part? <laughs> sure.
2: Shipman said that after driving, she was aware of someone following her to an airport satellite parking area. When she got into her car, she heard running footsteps and quickly locked the door. Novak slapped the window and tried to open the car door, asking for a ride, then started crying. She just (laughs) went through three different plans really quick. (laughs) I have a ride!
0: Hey! (laughs) Hey! Help me! Yeah.
2: Shipman rolled down the window a couple of inches, after which Novak sprayed the pepper spray into the car. Oh my god. Shipman drove off to the parking lot booth where police were summoned. Several Orlando Police Department Airport Division of Officers arrived minutes later with the first officer observing Novak throwing a bag into the trash at a parking shuttle bus stop. <laughs> Novak was subsequently arrested at Orlando International Airport on charges of attempted kidnapping, battery, attempted vehicle burglary with battery, and destruction of evidence. In a handwritten request for a restraining order against Novak after her arrest, Shipman referred to Novak as an acquaintance of a boyfriend, but did not identify Ophala- Oph- Opheline, Opheline. And also claimed Novak had been stalking her for two months. Whoa. Novak told investigators she was involved in a relationship with Opheline, which she described as being more than a working relationship, but less than a romantic relationship. <laughs> <laughs> what a fuck um, boy. <laughs> what? <laughs> a friend? That sucks. Um, or they had to be fucking. That oh, totally. crazy shade, though. Totally. Yeah. That's so rude. Citing evidence of elaborate planning, disguises, and weapons, police recommended she be held without bail. I love her, I and then
4: I spent an entire summer watching her trial on court TV. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Was well, there?
2: What was she like? Like, yeah. what was her demeanor? She was really
4: subdued. She was very chill. I think she may have been xanaxing a little bit. Mm, yeah, but she was very chill and and definitely knew how to conduct herself uh, in front of the, the jury or judge or whoever was trying her. And her what I was watching, was she basically was trying to get them to remove her ankle her bracelet. Is that what they're called? Ankle mm-hmm. bracelets? Yeah, ankle monitor. Ankle monitor. Yeah. Yeah, and she was like, "I want to be able to live my life, and here's why I'm not dangerous." And everyone was like, mm, "I don't know." <laughs>
1: Counterpoint. Not
4: sure. Uh. <laughs> your crazy friend. All your past activities. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love her. I love her because of what she represents in 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 so many different arenas.
1: Yeah, you know. Yeah,
4: like we're she's every woman, really.
1: She really is. We yeah. like she represents sort of like the duality of like. Female ambition.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We, we have her inside of us, all of us. Oh, yeah, we yeah. do? Yeah.
4: Here's what I wonder about this love triangle. Because she and Billy were both up in space at different times. Mm. So was there some philandering happening ever in space? While wow, one of them was in space, and one of them was like, how, can, how crazy making is that? Like, you have no way to check on that person. Yeah. If yeah. you're a jealous type, right? You're in
1: fucking space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They know exactly where you are. You're not going to barge in on them. No. You can't. You can't. You're in space. It's the perfect getaway. It's the perfect romantic
4: getaway. Oh, my God. Also, do you think people have ever fucked in space?
2: I have read that it's very difficult, yeah. right? Because it sounds you, like a challenge. Yeah, yeah. The gravity situation. You have to be really good at sex. <laughs> you have to be so good at sex. So flexible.
1: I
4: wonder, I know they have, do they have zero gravity porn? Oh, is that a thing? oh. I've never seen
1: it, but I imagine. I think they do,
4: but they I don't think it, I think else.
2: they, I don't know how realistic it is. I watched that video where they sent Kate Upton up in a, in a, a zero, zero gravity, gravity thing. thing. Yeah. Just to see what her boobs would look like. Pretty what much. They were like? like, oh, you know, bloaty and large. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Ugh, man. Um, So, after she was arraigned, um, uh, while arguing for pretrial release, Noack's attorney remarked, one's good works must count for something. Nowak was ordered released on $15,500 $15, bail under the condition she wear a GPS tracking device and not contact shipment. That seems
2: fair, honestly. Totally. Yeah. Totally.
1: Before Nowak could be released, however, Orlando police charged her with attempted first degree murder and announced she would not be released on bail. Her lawyer alleged that police and prosecutors, unhappy that Nowak had been granted bail, pressed more serious charges solely to keep her confined to jail. In the second arraignment, she was charged with attempted first-degree murder with a deadly weapon, for which the judge raised bail by $10,000. After posting bail, she was released. Shipman dropped her request for a protection order on February 15th. Interesting. Mm -hmm.
4: Because I think shortly after that, she and Billy moved Mm -hmm. to Alaska,
1: where they are living out
4: their days on some secluded plot of land, and she has turned her experience... Into an art, she's writing novels or mystery novels now. Wait, shit, minutes.: Yeah.
2: Oh shit! Holy yeah.
1: shit! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um. So write what you know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Um. So there's a bunch of stuff about like the developments in the case. Uh. I guess I'm interested. <laughs> uh, I'm like the the main part is the diaper, right? I that's agree. Really not in there. Well, have yeah. you ever worn a diaper? No. Um. As, not, a baby, why? as a baby? Well, as a grown-up. No, not as a grown-up. No. I mean, some pads feel like diapers. True. Even yeah.
4: pads are the worst. I can't even imagine what would ever... Like, what would be so... Like, why?
1: Yeah. Not by choice, you know? Mm-hmm. Um Although, we, as we talked about previously things can get loose down there. That's true. You know what I mean? She's just laughing
4: maniacally the whole time.
1: (laughs) She's like, it's not that I'm not stopping to go to the bathroom. I'm just laughing so hard. I'm going to pee my pants. Yeah.
4: The whole time, Um, just from Houston (laughs) to Orlando.
1: On August 28th, the trial judge unsealed a court document indicating that NOAC intended to pursue an insanity defense. Her Mm. lawyer stated that she suffered from major depression, obsessive compulsive disorder, insomnia, and brief psychotic disorder with marked stressors at, time of the, at the time of the incident. She was also suffering from Asperger's syndrome. Oh. On November 2nd, 2007, the trial judge suppressed Noack's initial pre-Miranda statements to police as well as all evidence found in her vehicle, citing police misconduct in their initial search and questioning. The prosecution appealed that ruling on November 8th. Um, so is she in jail? I don't think she is. I think so. I think she's...
4: Um... Yeah, living life. Um, I would love to. I would love to ask her out for drinks.
1: Oh my god, just pick her brain. If you're
4: listening, Sarah, <laughs> Lisa, Lisa. Oh my yeah. god, what did I just? So sorry. Please don't go yeah. after me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you got to do a lot more than that. Oh, I have a friend named Sarah Novak. Yeah, that's right. why. Um, um, yeah. Um, please, yeah. Yeah. She's she's out. Apparently, there was an episode of Law and Order: Criminal Intent called Rocket Man. That was loosely based on the incident. Why not Rocket Woman? That's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Maybe they have like a weird naming convention about their, <laughs> their episode titles where it has to be based on a real song. Oh, uh, it's an expensive song, too. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, well, but you don't, it doesn't cost anything to name it after that. That's true. Um, and it's also re- referenced in the Ben Folds song, Cologne, <laughs> and the common song, Driving Me Wild, and the lyrics are, Driving Herself Crazy Like the Astronaut Lady. Oh, that's great. <laughs> the song Road Trip by Molly Lewis is
2: also based on it and sung from the inferred perspective of Nowak. Um Liz Lemon makes a joke about traveling from Houston to Orlando in under nine hours in the 30 Rock episode, The Fighting Irish.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> a Spanish punk pop band Airbag wrote a song about Noack's road trip. Usted morira en el espacio. <laughs> yeah. Included in their fifth studio album, Alto Disco. You will die in space. <laughs> is that what that means? Yeah. Yep. Can I just say... It's fucking crazy that none of these are country songs. Yeah, oh. that'd be a great country yeah. song. Great country song. Yeah. Driving yeah. from fucking Houston to Florida uh, again, to confront a To get your, your man. man's I mean, other I mean, woman. I mean, yeah. Listener Challenge. Listener Challenge, country song. Yeah, about, write this. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. We'll make you stars. <laughs> <laughs> very, very minor stars.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my God. Yeah. This is like, yeah ripe, ripe for that. It's interesting. It's like a lot of things that could make good Law & Order episodes are also good country songs. Wow. Astute observation. Thank you very much. Um, is there anything else we want to say about this?
2: Uh, no, I'm, I really like this lady. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Um, what she did wasn't good, but no. I feel empathy for her. And
1: I'm impressed with the follow-through. Yes. Yeah. She went all the way just to bang on this window and pepper spray a woman. No. That yes. may have been enough for her,
4: though, you know? Yeah. Because sometimes you get really worked up about something. You can do, like, a little thing. Yeah. Yeah. let's add some steam. <laughs> yeah. Like, just that's a, what toilet Just a little paid. pepper spray. Just a little. But that's, like, what TPing was like in high school,
2: right? You oh, would, like, yeah. go
4: do this really benign but annoying thing to someone just to show them how you fucking hated them.
2: Yeah. 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 Did you Have you ever TPed anyone? Oh, my God. This opens up another can of
4: worms, which is that I was a chronic practical joker and prankster growing up
1: oh yeah. yeah oh yeah really really bad that could have gone real bad
4: it has gone really bad yeah for me, okay really for me
1: we can get into that a little need bit to, later we yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um all right well that concludes wiki of the week we will be right back with bridget munoz libowitz yeah. welcome back uh, we're here with Bridget. Hi, Bridget. Hi. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm very excited to talk to you about nuns. I love nuns. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love nuns so much. So you know a lot about them. You, you were like researching them Yeah, for yeah. A pilot. Can you say that? Right. I can say that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, very interested. This is like a lifelong fascination yeah. with nuns
4: because I grew up Catholic, but I didn't really know nuns. Like I saw them at church and stuff. Uh, at, at, we're sitting in the front row <laughs> wearing their like matching potato sack outfits. And <laughs> maybe like, I bought a rice crispy treat from one of them at a bake sale or something, but I didn't know them on a personal level cause I was little and, and they were scary to me. those like big ladies that like moved, glided like, over the floor and stuff. And, um, but I was always curious is like who, especially when I got to be an adult woman, About their age, they seemed Uh ancient to me, but they were like in their 30s or whatever when I knew them. Um, Oh, wow.
5: And I
4: was like, who would ever choose to be a nun, especially in this day and age, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Peak horniness.
4: I agree. Like, that's one of the main things. Like, you got to give up the D or or
2: the V, really. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And You're not really even allowed to masturbate, right? Well- (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <gonna stop> you. <laughs> they did
4: a sur- I read a survey that they had done with like the religious communities talking like openly about sexuality and religious life and everyone's like, well, yeah, we do it. We can't really help it. You oh know? my God. Like 50% of women admitted to it wow. or having had previous relationships and anyway, that's the juicy stuff. But yeah, um, yeah I was really curious about like, what do you, do- like, what do you do all day? Do you, like sit around and read the Bible for like the 9,000th time and <laughs> like, the, the same every time and. Uh, <laughs> compare footwear to see who's is like the most sensible <laughs> I really didn't know anything about them but I was like, intrigued you know and, and so I went down this like when I was unemployed last year I went down this like, crazy googling rabbit hole where I would google things like nuns plus why <laughs> 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 like nuns plus modern plus sad <laughs> question mark <Yeah>. all lesbians <laughs> like that one it was a lot of porn that came back with that Search result, but
1: um, <laughs> oh, none porn. Oh, That's to- uh, a huge oh, yeah. fetish, I bet course, I bet I bet.
4: right? Because it's it's like
1: oh my God, fetishes yeah.
4: are what do they say? Fetishes are like formed when you're quite young.
1: So yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, and like Catholic sexual repression is
2: like hardcore. a hardcore. Yeah, that's yeah. like
4: one of the main things we do is to repress sexuality
2: yeah and those gowns are so mysterious you don't know what's under there no yeah. keeps it keeps
1: guessing keeps yeah. It guessing yeah I mean I feel like it's probably also a fetish for a similar reasons why like it's a lesbian fetish is like the idea of like the thing you can't have totally to. mm-hmm. yeah,
4: yeah. Well, even I have to admit that I even fetishized it when I was doing this research. Like I didn't know what I was going to find when I was sort of Googling it. And there was that crazy show on, I don't know if it was like BBC America, maybe it was Lifetime, about younger women. It was, it was called like Becoming Sisters or something like that. These huh. women in like their late teens and early 20s who were thinking about, it's called discerning. When you're thinking about becoming a nun, it's almost like pledging a sorority, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. And um, I was like, who are these girls and like why are they doing this and to be totally fair a lot there are so many women who are moved by their spirituality to do it but on top of that i think a lot of the older nuns this previous to this generation um did it because it was a way for them to get out of poverty yeah and a way to get higher education when you, going to college as a woman was totally frowned upon like if you grew up in yeah. a blue collar family you were expected to like get married and have kids and if these women had a talent or a passion that wasn't that they had to figure out a way to get out yeah. that was
1: socially acceptable. Similar reasons to why people joined the army. To- mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. To-
4: great comparison. So I, what I discovered in going down this rabbit hole was like, these women are such fucking feminist ninjas <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, in pantsuits, right? Like, they're just like these crazy badass women who have like master's degrees or higher. Most of them do. They work in like marriage equality and gender equality and, like, healthcare rights and environmental policy reform. And, like, the more I discovered about—this is mostly American nuns who are, like, very far to the left. Um, Are they generally, like, left-leaning? There is basically a Republican and a Democrat version of—that's, like, a comparison of of religious life in America. There is the Leadership Conference of Women Religious, who are, like, the left-leaning nuns. The ones—they're called Apostolic Sisters— they don't wear the habits. They dress like you or me, but mostly it's like pantsuits and like, yeah. like sweatshirts with like the puffy writing on it and stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. And then there's what uh, nuns that are called, they're they're cloistered, meaning that they live in a convent, they wear the thing and they're more conservative and they belong to like the conference of, ca- the Council of Major Superiors. I forget the acronym, but it's like a more conservative one. So uh, you have the right and the
2: left. Interesting. There are more,
4: I think that are part of the left, more left leaning group and they are recently, oh, this is like, this new pope is way cooler than the last one, but they got investigated by the old pope. They he like sent it was called an apostolic visitation where he sent in spies from the conservative group into the liberal one to see who was stirring up all this <gasps> liberal bullshit. Yeah, Whoa. yeah, and they were gonna like basically burn them at the stake, and a lot Whoa. of were threatened like excommunication for their them writing about things like sexuality and how we needed to reform it, gender equality within the church and the world at large,
0: Whoa. women's
4: reproductive rights, all kinds of things. That's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. And you would never think but there, it's such like a crazy parallel in terms of like what they're, what they're suffering at the hands of their bureaucracy, what women at large in America are. Not yeah. to get like too like rah, rah, rah feminism, no, but do I feel it. like, yeah. That's know? what we do here. Yeah, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> We're into it. Yeah. And these women are just so fucking cool.
1: That's, so did, so did you like interview people?
4: Yes. I got to know quite a lot of nuns in this process <laughs> and they are so much fun and so funny. You just like imagine like if you didn't have to do anything but the thing that you love for your whole life, like what a cool person you could be. Yeah. yeah. Because they all support each other. It's like a giant commune, right? But you, you work If you decide that you want to be a teacher or a a therapist or an attorney, you earn all that money, but it goes right into the pot. And you don't have to worry about like where you're going to live or what you're going to eat. Like you can just do the thing that you love and then they all take care of each other.
1: Oh, interesting. I didn't realize that you could be like a practicing attorney while you're a
4: nun. Oh my God. Yeah. There's this woman named Simone Campbell. Uh, She runs this like political lobby organization in DC and she was part of the nuns on the bus movement. Did you hear about that? Uh Uh-uh. Okay, so she's an attorney, and the network lobby is comprised of attorneys and social workers, basically. And they were doing this whole thing where they were, when Paul Ryan was trying to pass his budget that would defund the Affordable Care Act, they got a giant tour like a bus and they painted nuns on the bus on the side of it and they followed him on his campaign trail and after every single stop that he would make a speech like trying to defund it they would get up right after that and totally undermine everything (gasps) he was saying to like advocate for the importance of universal health care and things like that they're so cool and she's like she's an attorney uh i forget what her specialty i think it might be corporate or business law but on top of that she's also like an expert on religious law like canon law So she just kind of has everyone outsmarted. And like the boys in Rome hate her.
1: (laughs) The boys in Rome? The boys in Rome. The
4: old white guys in Rome fucking hate her. They hate all these like liberal nuns. But this, I guess this Pope is way cooler. And he's even willing now to talk about maybe letting women be deacons. Maybe.
1: Wow. That's brand new. Yeah. That's totally
4: new. And that's all just, it's research. It's like not even like, well, think about maybe letting it happen. It's like, we're going to investigate whether or not we'd go to hell for doing that.
1: <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's so interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So did you find like, were there like, uh, what were like the big surprises for you in just sort of like interviewing people? Um, how
4: open they were uh, yeah. about talking about their previous lives, their sexuality
1: Oh. Their
4: feelings of romantic connection with people while they had taken vows of celibacy. Um, Surprising, what else surprising, how unsupportive their families were. Really? About their choices. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That was really surprising,
1: too. I wonder if that, do you feel like that's something that's shared by priests? Or are people, like, less supportive of women becoming nuns than they are of men becoming priests? I would say so. Yeah. I would
4: say, like, it's a huge honor for, like, for a lot of, like, Italian Catholic and latin families for one of your sons to become a priest it means like mm-hmm. you have like a an inn you yeah, know what i mean yeah. later on but for women i think the expectation is to progeny you know yeah and it was sort of like why are you going to deprive us of a lineage you
1: yeah. know when mm-hmm. you know yeah if a man becomes a priest he still gets to be a father well he
4: also has a priest has more authority than a, a nun does in, in the eyes yeah. of the church and those like conservative families, like a priest can get you into heaven. What the fuck can a nun do? She can teach her kid kindergarten. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what they're thinking, but I think there is less support of that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So uh, they, they would like talk about crushes they had and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. How do they deal with not being able to ever?
4: um, I mean, a lot of them still have sex, right? Yeah. I've heard, I've heard that. None of them ever told me that they had broken their oath of celibacy But I do know, uh, I've read reports where people are talking about anonymously, like, you know, relationships that they've had that have turned into that. Mm -hmm. Um, And
1: I I hear it's like a fairly
4: common thing um, because we're only human. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It makes sense that it's like anytime you take like a vow like that, you can like break it once in a while and be like, "I'm really like I'm really sorry, I'm recommitting <laughs> yeah. myself." Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going to recommit be. myself to the yeah. yeah, yeah. What happens if you're a nun and you go to confession and you say like, "I broke my vow of celibacy"? I know, right? Yeah. I, well,
4: here's a thing. I, I one of the nuns I talked to about it was like, I would drive to another parish to yeah. have confession because they get to know these priests and they don't want to be like. I mean, maybe maybe there is if you're if you're tight and you have like your bros and yeah. you could be like, hey. I fucked. I fucked myself the other night. Oh, yeah. I have to confess it. As opposed to, yeah. To, or if you don't, you don't get along with someone and having to be like, oh, I did this. I had impure thoughts and actions. It's like uncomfortable. So, yeah. so, she would like drive to another parish. Like
1: everyone has the person in the office that they hate. Yes. You know? Like imagine yes. that's the guy you have to tell you masturbated. Yeah. Totally. Hundred <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent. It's so fucking awkward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, ha- did you ever think about becoming
0: a nun? No,
4: no, 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 no. Uh, no. <laughs> I was like, those outfits, nah. Um, <laughs> but my mom the other day was like, you know, I was thinking maybe I'd become a nun, and I was like, oh no, really? Yeah, I don't. Um, she's very, very, very into traditional Catholicism. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm more of the pushing the boundaries, yeah. You know, new pope, new pope
1: kind of yeah. thing, yeah.
4: But I think, she, I I don't know where that, for her, I don't know what that motivation comes from, apart from the fact that she's a real caregiver. Like, that's her thing. She, like, loves taking care of people. Yeah. And I was like, well, I might have grandkids. You might have grandkids soon, so, like, maybe save that. <laughs> Could use your help. But, um, yeah, I haven't. Um, I've talked to, I have friends that were discerning to become uh, priests, like, who I've known for a while, who are mm-hmm. quite young and thought about it and like went into the seminary and came out um, not gay as like yeah. the seminary. Although that too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Is I that a, com- like, did you, is that a common thing too? like, uh, like gay women going in to become nuns to kind of avoid Ooh, marriage? Yeah, Wait,
4: well, tr- like historically. Yes. Yeah. That was like a huge, the, the nun, the cloisters were like a huge haven for, for gay women. And uh, there's like a, uh, there's a book, I think it's right, called the lesbian nun. And it's all about how in Latin culture, Especially in South America, there's a huge stigma, for gay women especially. And that's where they would go, because they they could be accepted and and understood there. You know, not persecuted and not forced to have sex with a dude and forced to have babies. And yeah, it was like, I guess it was like a giant sorority. Oh my God. Really protective. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We think about them as like these like ruler-wielding, crucifix-wearing like bitches. Like the traditional depiction misogynistic depiction of a nun yeah. is that like yeah. really dour and a bummer a shrewish
2: like, nag totally yeah. and if you
4: look up any of these women online like if even just if you're remotely interested look up Simone Campbell and watch her give a speech and she's the fucking dopest lady <laughs> <laughs> she says the coolest shit and she's like uh,
1: yeah Paula. I'm in <laughs> it she's amazing um, we have a little bit more time. Can we talk about um, how you uh, catfished your ex-boyfriend? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Previously teased prank gone too far? <laughs> yes. So
4: as I mentioned before, this is a thing that I used to do a lot. It was sort of – my mom was the person that – first infected me with the love of pranking that she used to do too. I
1: love that. Now she wants to be a nun. I know the most mischievous pranking is a sin. Yeah, for sure. Nun pranks, TV show. I should also, Oh my God. I love it.
0: Oh
4: my God. Um, I should also say that like my mom thought this prank was the best (laughs) when when I did it. And hands down, women find this funny and men do not. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. You're on the right podcast. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I was dating this dude in New York, also a comedian, and he—he shall remain nameless. But if you want to look up his version of the story, you can. It's a moth Mm. called Father's Day. Oh, okay. Which, unbeknownst to me, he did on national radio.
1: Oh my god! Also,
4: he didn't tell the story right. Like, I I get that everything is subjective, but he left out some really cool, cool, (laughs) cool components. Um, like the truth, but that's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs>
1: this is justice. This is restorative justice. I know. I kind right of now.
4: feel bad like doing this like Rashamoth version of it because like I'm telling my side of it, but it's not, it's not to justify. It's just because yeah. you asked, it's you know, because you asked. asked. Yeah. Yeah. So we had a history of just playing jokes on each other. Like right from the beginning of our relationship, um, I started prank calling him and putting like, like the the first week I, I think I, we started dating, it was Thanksgiving and he was away with family. So had a landline and I called him from it pretending to be um, a sex phone phone sex operator like, <laughs> and, like he'd missed our appointment and he couldn't remember like I was he could like he, oh did I make an appointment to like he just didn't know what it was oh and he was God. trying to rack his brain like did I make an appointment with this woman it was like this character called Darla she <laughs> had like a southern accent she would call him and she'd talk to him and like his sister got on the phone and like everyone knew that this is I think that's how I set the tone for, like yeah. the whole relationship was like someone who would like fuck with you to show you that I care you know uh-huh. yeah So um, that was one thing I did to him. Another thing I did to him was like, like three months we were dating, I got a, remember hot or not.com? Yeah. Yeah. So he had showed me his hot or not from when he was 18. (gasps) He had this like crazy puka shell necklace and like frosted tips. I thought it was like the funniest picture. So I had it made into a tattoo, like a, like a temporary temporary tattoo. tattoo. And it said his name for life on it. And I like put it on my arm, and then I had my friend's makeup artist make it look like I had just gotten a tattoo of his face. Uh. I took a picture of myself outside of a tattoo parlor, I took a picture of the <gasps> tattoo, oh and sent it to him just to see what he would say. And he was bust his heart. He was like, "Oh, what is that?
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that a tattoo?" Oh, cool!
4: Like, oh, he my didn't flip out, I'm oh my God! Oh my God! Maybe that was a bad sign. <laughs> so, and then I would like hide in our apartment for like hours just to scare him. Like, there's oh there's a precedent to this story, right? Yeah, I
1: right. could not date you. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but you you also have this this like thing, and you I, do this I too, do a right? Little bit, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I usually break down a little bit before <laughs> you do. Like, we tried to prank our coworkers, and
2: I couldn't <laughs> stop laughing. I mean,
0: yeah. <laughs> That was really funny. Yeah, we
4: told our 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 baby writers on our show that someone had taken a shit in their car downstairs. Yeah, they were like, it was a dumb yeah, joke. Yeah,
1: but. we asked them if they were like, do you drive a red Kia Rio? <laughs> um, you might want to get down here. Someone broke into your car and he's been peeing in there or something. Like, and then I just started laughing, and they just, just they they weren't like they they believed us. Yeah. But they were like, what's wrong with this weird woman who called us? <laughs>
4: I love them. Hi, Alex and Alyssa. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, anyway, here's the here's the thing. So we had gone through a rough patch where, and I had discovered he had been cheating on me, or carrying on an emotional affair, or whatever. On okay, Cupid, we were like living together, like we just moved in, and I was like, shit, I live in New York, like I can't find another place to live. Like I just moved in. (laughs) We can't break up. (laughs) We can't. Honestly, that's what I thought. I was like, oh god, a it's embarrassing. I'll tell my parents. I told my mom that she was right that I shouldn't live with someone before I'm married. First of all, second (laughs) of all, I have to find a new place to live, and I couldn't do that. It's so like, oh, we're going to work through this. It was just like constantly. And I found out later that it was just like with everyone. or like, oh, any, You know what God. I mean? that guy. So, yeah, he's that guy. And I was like, well, before I knew all that stuff, I was like, I'm going to try to make this better. I'm going to try to rekindle our romance. Like, remember back in the day when we were so like carefree and we would just prank each other? So uh, it was April Fool's. He was in California visiting his family. I was still in New York working. And I wrote this email to him. I created a fake Facebook profile, first of all. <laughs> and a fake Twitter. And fake email address. And I named it after a character in a movie we had just watched. Right? We, had, we had just watched Drop Dead Gorgeous. And it was Amber Atkins,
1: which is Kirsten, Kirsten yeah. Dunn's ca- character. Thank my you. name is Amber Atkins. Thank you! And I want to be Mount Rose, American Teen Princess. Emily. my two favorite people in the world and <laughs> in pageants. My mom and <laughs> Diane Sawyer. Of course, I hope I end up a little bit more like Diane Sawyer so- than my mom. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> First of all, <laughs>
4: you're justifying everything I'm about to tell you right now, which is that I've like, I thought he'd fucking know from that mm-hmm. right off the get, get go. So I sent him an email. I'm like, hey, you may not remember me. We met in DC like four years ago. And I, you know, I, the, the, the trick with like any slash any good lie slash any good con is that you weave in elements of the truth, right? Mm-hmm. To yeah. try to make it believable. And so I referenced a friend of his who I knew in DC, a time that I knew him when he had been there. And I was like, you may not, We had this crazy night, and I've been really debating whether or not to tell you this, but I got pregnant, and you have a kid. And I left it at that, and I attached a photo of straight up like an eight or ten year old kid that like kind of looked like him. But in that email, I also had like tons of other like mistakes. Like I got the the, the I, I forget exactly what I was, but it was like clearly intentionally so that he would read it and be like, "Ha ha, April Fools!" And he would know. Like I really wasn't trying to like fuck with him yeah. hardcore. I was thinking he'd pick up the phone immediately.
1: Call then, you and call, be like, ha
4: Exactly. So I sent it, and then I didn't hear from him. And I kind of forgot because I was busy working. And then at the end of the day, I hadn't heard. So I was like, okay, around 3 p.m., I was like, I'll send another email. And I'm going to extort him for money in this one. I was like, I was extorting him for money to repair my tummy, ass, and thighs for carrying <laughs> his child. <laughs> <laughs> to send our kid to the No Child Left Behind Charter School. He used to work in education also and like hated the No Child Left Behind Act. And I was like, I'm going to put things in there that he hates. And I was like, going to say that he had to come to D.C., to like share cousin that I wanted like 40 grand and back, like back pay of child support. Like really try to make it crazy to push him over the end to call me. Uh And nothing. So then a couple hours went by. I was like, this is so weird. Like I know he's always on his phone. And so I call him and I'm like, Hey, do you get any weird emails today? And he was like, Oh my God, please tell me that wasn't you. I was like, of course it was me. Like, what are you thinking? He's like, "Uh, well, well, I got this email and, we had a family meeting and we called our lawyer and I was like, Oh my
3: God. Oh my God. I should
4: have just run in the other direction at that point. But of course I was a woman who loved too much <laughs> and I was <laughs> like, Oh uh. my God. And he didn't speak to me. And his sister called me like, are you crazy? Like we have to ask yourself, like why would you do a fucked up thing like that? And I, we weren't telling his family or my family about the the cheating or anything like that. Uh-huh. So I was just like, so you couldn't uh, be like, um. no, because also I didn't know that's why I was doing that. Like in yeah. hindsight, I understand yeah. that's why I did that but um we broke up after that like basically i got a job in la and i moved and then he came out right right after he was like oh i'll come with you i'll move to la with you i'll bring all of our stuff and then like two weeks later he's like never mind that was a prank yeah. <laughs> actually he did fucking get the last laugh because i had to buy all new furniture oh my god <laughs> and that was the time i catfished jesus. my
1: own boyfriend thank you very much for sharing that with <laughs> thank us. you for asking me
2: jesus yeah. uh okay he deserved it we have thank to go you to- <laughs>
1: We have to go to Expert Hour if people want to
4: f- uh, follow you online. Oh, yeah. Um I'm at Bridge Leaps, B-R-I-G-L-I-E-B-S on Instagram and Twitter.
1: Cool. Yeah. All right. It's time now for Expert Hour. Thank you, Bridget. Thank you, guys. What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We need an expert. We need an expert. We need an expert, expert. Welcome to Expert Hour. Very excited about our expert this week. He's here to talk to us about letter writing, which I consider a lost art. Oh, yes. Please welcome Daryl Maxwell. Oh,
3: thank you. Oh. Hello. Oh, that's so nice and Thank welcome. you for coming. Thank you. Oh, thank you for having me. Um, it is a lost art. Yeah. But still an art. Yeah. You know, much like ballet. It's, do people, still, people don't still do ballet, do they? They
2: do. I think um, they do oh, is that yeah. true? Yeah. 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 Hmm.
1: yeah. I've seen it, probably Cuba and Russia.
3: Mm, Sure, your Soviet countries, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. But New York, Mm -hmm. Mm. New York, yeah. I've been to the San Francisco Ballet, yeah. But it's usually just the Nutcracker, I think. There you go, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Sure, sure. Very Russian, yeah, yeah. Just misplaced art, yeah. That's the yeah, not lost completely, not lost. It's still in the house, but you maybe just haven't retraced your steps all the way yet. Yeah,
3: I might not know a lot about ballet, Uh (laughs) but I do know a lot about letter writing. I'm happy to talk just about the different. Types of letters one could write and just how to go about it. There's, you know, people yes. don't understand that there's a craft to it and there's a, a persuasion to it. Maybe just a way to get with mm. your your message across. Yeah, you know, to well, the good people.
1: Let's talk about first. I mean, we live in an age where you can text, you can email, sure. you can FaceTime. Mm-hmm. What is the advantage? Skype. Skype yes. <laughs> yes. I could list more. I mean, I'd, mm-hmm. there's Snapchat. There's Instagram. Google Hangout, P- There's that P- Instagram, Instagram, Instagram video thing? Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah.
3: Um, did you say Snapchat? I did say Snapchat.
1: Okay. Um, what is in this day and age the advantage of writing an actual letter?
3: Intimacy. Mm. Intimacy. It's also you know it's people don't work out as much these days. It gets the arm going.
1: Okay. In a different yeah. way,
3: you know my biceps. You have to walk, grateful. walk to the well, mailbox. Yeah, absolutely do. Yeah, you absolutely do.
4: Do you write with both hands so that they're even, or does one arm get well? As stronger? you can see,
3: one of my arms is much larger. Oh, yeah, than oh the my other. god. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's true. It is, it is distinctive. That's for other reasons as well, which we won't talk about, <laughs> ladies. But you know, <laughs> I uh, yeah, romantic. but a thing a thing that
1: nuns aren't supposed to do, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah.
4: Can, are nuns not allowed to finger? They can't write. Oh, they meant write letters. Nuns can write letters, but they. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah,
3: okay. Can okay. they finger? shirt?
4: nuns can do whatever they
3: want. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. yeah, it's always nice to know that somewhere there's a nun fingering <laughs> herself. You know, that's <laughs> something I like to. I just like to keep up here. But anyway, we're getting off track. <laughs> so I, I, just have a few samples yeah. oh, that I could. Oh, fantastic! Just like kind of different types of letters. So are these letters that,
1: you that you've written, or these just are all like letters, letters
3: okay. I've written? Yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. Well, great. Yeah. And I'm, I'm working on a book. We're trying to get some. Maybe I know it's, you guys are in the entertainment industry. Maybe. Yeah, I think many. we've
1: got a lot of like literary listeners, mm-hmm. definitely.
3: So this is just a, th- right now, this is your basic, this is kind of like a cover letter. This is just a, maybe you're wanting to get the job. You're wanting, you, maybe you want to uh, put yeah. your next. Cover next letters book. are
1: important. You know, I've used them with landlords.
3: Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Many mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Many yeah. things. Quiznos. Sure. Oh, like applying for a job at Quiznos? Yeah, sure. That too. That's or
1: applying for a sandwich. Just, you know, just you <laughs> want to put your,
3: you put put your, your best, best foot forward. Dear sir or madam. <laughs> Uh, So this is just a, this is is a letter I wrote, and just to get the ball rolling a little bit, I think. I think here you go. Okay. To whom it may concern, my name is Daryl Maxwell, and I think I would make a great Secretary of State. (laughs) I think I would be a valuable asset to the team, as I have many qualifications, including having seen most of the West Wings. (laughs) I have closely studied the work of Secretary of State Louis Berryhill, played expertly by acclaimed star of such masterpieces as Touched by an Angel, and the Michael Richards show, William Devane. Man, that Michael Richards was a funny guy. Whatever happened to him? (laughs) Anyway, from my studies of Bill Devane, I've gathered many important skills to be Secretary of State, like having a beautiful golden tan and a devil-may-care smile. Of course, I have many other qualifications, such as being pretty confident where Rush is, (laughs) And knowing how to call people a motherfucker in a variety of languages. I can't wait to get in the middle of that whole Israel and Palestine thing and really mix it up. I'm sure they'll love me because of my strong knowledge of whatever it is they're fighting about. I think it's something about grapes, but I'm not positive. Uh, As well as my killer Mike Myers impression. Oh, behave. Also, uh, I'd really just like to meet that Bill Clinton. He seems like he really knows how to party. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Oh, mama. Oh, daddy. Oh, daddy. Oh, call the doctor. So that's it. So that's just an example.
2: <laughs> okay. Huh. You I mean, show knowledge. Interesting ending there. Well, yeah.
3: just Bill Clinton, who, who isn't excited about the idea, hanging yeah. out with old Slick Willie. Yeah. You know?
2: I noticed mm-hmm. you
1: didn't sign off in that letter. You didn't sign a mystery. it. mystery. Yeah. Oh, a mystery. Okay. Yeah. So if they mm-hmm. wanted
4: to get in touch with you to give you the job, because you well, such a great case. in an, an
3: envelope. You know, okay. there's my information on the envelope. Return, oh. Oh, address. Always, Got okay. return address. I put my phone number in all my envelopes as well, and that's just a good... <laughs> Just a good move. Maybe the yeah. mailman wants a chat.
2: Oh. <laughs> you know?
1: Have you ever gotten any calls from mailmen? You know, not yet. Okay. <laughs>
3: not yet. But, you know, where there's a will, there's a way.
1: Now, um, is that a real letter that you sent? Yes. Hoping to become Secretary of Become Secretary of State. Of State. Who did you, when did you send that?
3: This was about 92. So this was.
1: Oh, so you were hoping this was during the Clinton administration. Yes. To oh, wow. Be his Secretary yes. of State.
3: That's what I decided just now, yeah. yes.
1: So that's uh, before the West Wing. Oh.
3: Well, you know, maybe sometimes you do a riff and you, you don't think about the full, the full ramifications of it. But
4: do you, I, don't mean you, to, I don't mean to
1: poke holes. No, but you I just, shouldn't.
4: He's pre, he was like, Yeah, a
3: there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely.
1: Yeah.
4: Wow. Yeah.
3: I don't know a lot about that.
4: Yeah, line. you could have said that you were psychic. That would be really helpful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Secretary you know, of State. Next
3: time. Yeah, next good. time. Yeah.
4: yeah.
3: Uh, um, so this next one, this is just uh, the apology. This is we all, hey, everybody makes mistakes.
1: Oh, yeah. You know, this is really gonna, good. I think a yeah. lot of people don't know how to write. This an apology
3: is a yeah, letter. really important skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is about a, a, romant, uh, a lady that was in my life at one point. So, you know, will bring some things up maybe, but we'll see. <laughs> my beloved Clarabelle, first off, I would like to say how much I've missed you. My loins have ached since the day you walked out the door. And, or, oh, sorry. Let's start this one over. Okay. First off, <laughs> I would like to say how much I've missed you. My loins have ached since the day you walked out the door. An I me. Mean, oh, sorry. I'm going to do one letter before this one. Okay. Oh, yeah. This okay. letter might be. I don't want to. You guys are the comedians. This letter but might. It might, might be a callback.
1: Yeah. This letter might benefit from more context. Yeah, yeah, as yeah.
3: Well. Sometimes, also, when you're reading letters, it's good to make sure you're not scrolling too far down.
1: Yeah. <laughs> on, the,
3: on the page. So this is a love letter, actually. Oh, okay. okay. Which maybe there'll be an apology later. Who knows? This is also the <laughs> Clarabel. Last night was wonderful. My penis swayed and moved in ways I never felt possible. (laughs) When you touched my cheek, the world moved. It was as if the sun shone for the very first time. Birds sang the music of classic Italian crooner Frankie Valli. Of course, that was mostly because I had just come to my pants. Oh, the ejaculate. (laughs) All of my aura, my energy leaving my body, and into my Hanes original cotton tagless comfort fit boxers. (laughs) I'll never forget the way you made me feel last night, particularly in my bathing suit area. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll always have the memory of that look on your face. <laughs> confused, a little scared.
1: At least I'm making that face right now. <laughs> well,
3: I've seen it many times. Yeah. <laughs> you asking, what just happened? Why did you make that face? Did a mouse sneak into my mom's Kia Sedona? Yes, Clarabelle. The mouse was my juices of passion. The Kia Sedona, my underpants. Oh, Clarabelle, my Clarabelle we we'll always have that night together. You realizing I was filled with a fresh cum and saying, I guess that's okay. I mean, I just touched your cheek. Were you like one of those kidnapped basement kids or something? <laughs> that would explain it. I wasn't. I was just super, super horny. <laughs> Thank you, Clarabelle, today and forever. till I cream my undies again. Damn. Wow. So that's a love list. So that's, we didn't set that up too well, but that's, that's, that's just a, a little expression of, of my yeah. love.
1: I, I want to say... I've read better love. I, I feel bad saying
2: that, but <laughs> well, you I didn't know, realize it was open. For it people. wasn't the most romantic. I just say, feel like I feel like you didn't
1: really give me a sense of why you love this person. Yeah, it wasn't about it was, her. It so was much. more about you. And sort did of, you min- miss the part where I came? <laughs> no, I, I caught that part. It was pretty hard to miss.
2: I did like how specific you were there, like what yeah. kind of underwear and everything. Thank you. Um, and imagery, yeah, Thank you. It yeah. Painted yeah. a picture. Definitely,
1: it certainly painted a
2: picture.
4: I like that you said your penis swayed.
3: Mm. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. liked it too. So, <laughs> what would
1: you say this letter exemplifies? in just in terms of, like, for our listeners who are wondering about how to write a good letter, oh, passion, like passion. Yeah, write what you know. Yeah,
3: write what you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. How
1: how soon after this happened did you write this
3: letter? Oh, the next day.
1: Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. so I had good. you
3: know freshly changed my shorts. Uh-huh. Okay. Good. And then I and I got down.
4: Was this a first draft or is this after revisions?
3: You know, I liked. Uh, and that's g I'm happy you're asking that question because I really like to just kind of let it go. And I and I think that's a good tip okay. for a letter writer is you just you just kind of let it flow. You see what your body in this place, you know, my, my erect penis leads you. Got it. Mm-hmm. And then you go Got it. and then you go from there.
1: Cool. All right. Well, um,
3: Should I do the apology? I think the we apology? should probably do
1: the apology. Yeah, I'm, letter. Letter. Kind of I'm curious. I'm curious yeah. now. I'm wondering, is it an apology for this letter? Oh. Yeah.
3: Well, certainly not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My beloved Clarabelle, <laughs> first off, I would like to say how much I've missed you. My loins have ached since the day you walked out the door, and orgasm in- inside of my pants just hasn't been the same. There's something about that look of shocked disgust that, again, are you serious? expression that I just can't get enough of. <laughs> I'm sorry. For starters, I really thought you'd love going to a monster truck rally on your birthday. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine a better way to celebrate another year with God's gift to humanity. Quite like watching very large things crush slightly less large things. But clearly I was mistaken. I'm also sorry that after you asked if we could leave, I said, oh, are you getting uncomfortable in these seats with your big pussy? A classic line I've used on countless bros that that chose to use an umbrella in the rain or wear a jacket in a snowstorm. I had forgotten that you actually totally have a pussy. I just haven't seen it because of the whole me coming before anybody even takes their jacket off thing. Once again, I'm so sorry about your pussy, and I hope you accept this apology. And maybe I get to see it sometime soon. Uh. Well, that's just a, a, a just a nice way to apologize and just be open.
1: Yeah, uh. I gotta say, <laughs>
3: uh. and I'm yeah, I'm i am always happy to yeah. hear feedback. I think that's like a very well written letter. Thank you. You know, it Thank really. You.
1: I think it, like a the one good thing about that as an apology letter is like I feel like a lot of times when people apologize. They don't express that they know what they're apologizing about. Like yeah, sometimes they're just mm-hmm, throwing an apology at a problem mm-hmm. and hoping it'll solve it, but it's not coming from a real place. For you, you were like, "I know exactly what I said wrong. I know exactly why it was wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, my problem here is that, like, clearly you have never tried to eat this woman's pussy.
3: Well, I would love to. I just was just too busy coming.
1: Yeah, but I feel like that takes up very little time, from what I understand. I'm
3: inferring. You You, you
4: said even before jackets came off. So you maybe had some time after.
3: Yeah, but after a fresh cum, who wants to get down there, you know?
1: See, that's the thing that I think you might want to consider writing another apology letter about. For being lazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's really taking a turn for the worse for me here, but, always interested to hear other people's opinions
1: <laughs> here's the thing about our show we're not
2: in it for the likes
1: yeah, yeah. much like Bill Maher not here to
3: make friends we we're said it here. earlier yeah. Bill yeah. Ball- Maher also a quick comer that's a fun fact about Bill is
1: that
2: true mm-hmm. not surprised not yeah, surprised actually, at all yeah
1: mm-hmm. he seems like he would be and then he would act like it was your fault but yeah, yeah. also I cannot see him writing an apology letter of no. 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 all people no No. Yeah. absolutely not he'd be
3: like new rule this yeah. is how I come <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. if there's no God he can just come whenever he wants you know? <laughs> <laughs> <What he
1: said>. <laughs> 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 All right. I okay. do have one
3: more if we have time for it. I,
1: yeah, yeah, I think we have time for exactly one more. Okay. Yeah. Sure.
3: Now this is a basic. We're, this is you know, Clairville and I went our separate ways, but this is just a classic <laughs> fan letter. People like to write yes. letters to a, a celebrity they enjoy, yeah, or something like that. So this is just a very basic. Just a, this is one I wrote the Joe Piscopo. Uh, famed, oh comedic. wow.
1: I bet he really appreciated that because he doesn't probably not doesn't get a lot of them anymore.
3: He does not these days. Yeah. Not these days. Eddie Murphy really got the better end <laughs> <of that> deal. <laughs> uh, so this is just I'll just read it This is a quick. Yeah. Okay. Hello Joe Piscopo. First off, I just wanted to tell you what a fan of yours I am. As a diehard SNL fan from the beginning, I must say you are the greatest cast member that has ever lived. The Sinatra impressions. Your character, Paulie Herman, lampooning the universally understood hilarity of Piscataway, New Jersey. <laughs> and other things that I assume you probably did. <laughs> of course, in my eyes, your greatest accomplishment is being really fucking ripped. He's really muscular now, yeah, just as seen, a side note.
1: Yeah, I've seen pictures that are pretty, pretty weird.
3: What are you doing? Is it just a lot of cleaning jerks, or are there protein powders involved? It's always been my belief that the key to comedy is having biceps the size of a three-month-old, so any tips you might have would be welcome. I've always dreamed of being under those hot comedy lights, flexing in a tank top or something. I never claim to be as talented a comedian as you, but I feel if any comedy tips you'd be willing to impart, I'll be benching 250 in no time now. <laughs> if you'd be willing to write back with any workout tips and maybe a signed headshot of you flexing real awesome like that <laughs> would fill me with all the joy and strength of a thousand piscopos. And that's just a complimentary.
0: Yeah,
4: that's Yeah, that's actually just a solid letter. Right? Yeah. yeah. Why I didn't you so. try writing a letter to Clarabelle or something like it? Yeah. About yeah. being a fan? Well, aren't you a fan of Clarabelle?
3: Compared to Joe
1: Piscopo? Sure. Compared to Joe Piscopo? Sure. Well, maybe let's all not relative put that kind of an unreasonable burden on her. Yeah, point. I mean, her okay, Frank Sinatra
3: it's piss poor. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to see it.
1: Uh, well, okay. I, I've got just like a few rapid fire questions sure. that I want to ask you Happy just as them. someone who, you know, specializes in this, um, handwritten or typed.
3: I go handwritten once again for the workout, but I, I think, uh, uh, a typing, especially on a typewriter could be lovely.
1: Mm, okay. You know,
3: it, I feel like if you're typing on a computer, why don't, why not we just writing an email? You yeah, know I mean? train yeah, train. yeah. 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 a Good
1: point. Mm. Um, all right. Uh, stationary or plain paper. Mm. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm. Mm. <laughs> stationary.
2: Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Classy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe a little tear falls ooh. down or
3: beat a bit of sweat. You
2: know? Oh, blood. Mm-hmm. A little blood in there.
1: Well, there's yeah.
3: always blood in there. Let's. Be honest. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. I leave it on the page.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
1: okay. I'm out of rapid fire
2: questions. <laughs> do you guys have any? Oh, I had two. Uh, <laughs> do you? Uh, does the stamp matter? Ooh. Oh. Oh yeah. Blood. Great question. <laughs>
3: Sure. Certainly a great question. I think I, you know, I like to go with a president.
2: Oh, wow. Or
3: maybe Elvis. Hmm. You know, any, any great man. You know, <laughs> just any, isn't it? <laughs> Anytime you just get to slap a great man on an yeah. envelope, I, I love it. Oh, I'm glad personally. I asked.
1: And do you do forever stamps or?
3: Well, you know, Sinatra is always forever. <laughs> Sinatra. But you could tell. <laughs> or a better reference. <laughs> 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 well, I think um, I'm out. Oh, we out of time?
1: We're running out of time. Yeah. If if people want to find out more about your work, is there anywhere they can
3: do so? Well, I have a PO box. <laughs>
1: oh yeah. Yeah.
3: It's sure. down. It's down in the uh, La Kenyatta post office. Okay. The nine zero two two four seven.
1: All right. Mm-hmm. And do you have any pen pals right now?
3: I'm working on it. Working I'm on it. working <laughs> on it. I'm sending the feelers out.
1: Yeah. But I think
3: people just aren't interested in letters. Yeah, I get some, please don't send me more. Uh-huh. I get a lot of those.
2: Oh, interesting. Some people don't like cum yeah. references in their letters. Yeah. I think that's mm. narrowing your audience a little bit. But mm. once you find someone, maybe you know, it would be I good. I mean, I have
3: a hard time believing that, but. You
2: know, <laughs> <laughs> if, well, if
3: well, that's fair. That's fair.
2: That's fair. Um, well, that Everyone. concludes
1: Expert Hour. It's time now for What Did I Learn? What did I learn?
2: Lisa. What did you learn today? You know, at the beginning of this podcast, I said I learned that human the human brain is great at finding patterns. And I don't remember why I said that. I think it was probably a non sequitur. But, you know, I'm always constantly um, relearning that.
1: <laughs> Very good. Bridget, what did you learn today? Uh,
0: well,
4: <laughs> So much. I mean... I, f- I feel like I learned that it's okay to express myself fully when I'm writing a letter, whether it be cover, love, apology, or fan.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great job remembering
4: that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No
1: um, Daryl, Daryl, what did you learn today?
3: Well, I, I, I just found out about this female orgasm thing, which I find interesting. <laughs> might be a myth. Might be, you know, <laughs> might be a myth. And I, I, I certainly look forward to looking into it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would
1: be, be, I think you'd find some benefit in looking into
2: it. Mm. Yeah.
3: Um, Fingers? Excuse me. Is that what? Do I need to get fingers involved?
2: Uh that could help. It usually mm. does. Yeah, mm. couldn't hurt. Um, or well, it could. <laughs> it could hurt. Try not to hurt it. Look into it.
1: No, yeah. who
3: wants to tell me where this clit is? Or should we do that <laughs> off the air? That
1: might be a, a separate podcast. Yeah.
3: Uh, you can
1: write
4: a letter to someone. To...
2: Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe a
1: doctor. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> excellent. Yeah. One Um, of the nuns. Maybe (laughs) don't
2: don't bother Claire about that question. No,
1: we haven't
3: talked in some time.
1: Um, And I learned that a a nun can be a lawyer if she wants. Yeah. yeah, Hell yeah. Um, Yeah. And a lawyer can be a nun. And a lawyer can be a nun. If she wants. Um, I'd like to see a TV show called Dr. Nun Esquire, where she's a (laughs) a doctor and a lawyer.
2: Fuck yes. And a nun. Yes. I want to see nun pranks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, <friends. laughs> that would also be a good show. <laughs> would, <yeah>. uh, <laughs> All right.
1: We'll work on the pitch. Okay. Yeah. Um, thank you for listening uh, to Baby Geniuses. I have a half hour special coming out on Comedy Central on September 23rd at midnight. Hell so yeah. you should watch that. <gasps> <gasps> she looks extra hot in it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah you yeah. look so cute. And thanks to Bridget for hooking me up with. Mod cloth for that because they gave me a free shirt to wear. Mod cloth is the dopest, it's pretty dope. I really like the shirt that I wear in it,
2: it's so pretty and cute. Thank you
1: very much. Um, Please continue to rate and subscribe on iTunes. Give us
2: five stars. Please send us butt pics. Yeah. Uh, I have two of them that Ooh, yeah. I need to describe. Let's um, talk about some butts. Um, well, a nice lady named Becky wrote to us and said, Here's me doing an impromptu plow pose in my living room. My partner took a pic of my butt, and I thought, you know who might like this butt pic? Baby geniuses. Yeah, we right. do. You were right. I like it's a how pick. Her butt's like pointed, totally up in the air, and there's like a <laughs> cat in the background. It's great. Um, <laughs> And then uh, another fan named Nick uh, sent us a butt pic from that time when I played the young visitor in Streetcar. Um, It's not naked. He's wearing his costume, but I really like it because he's got like white pants and suspenders and I feel like it's very, um, very, yeah, it looks very flattering on the butt. Mm. I like theater butts. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't mind. Yeah. And we've got
1: some five-star reviews to thank.
2: Oh, Um, do we have new
1: ones? Yeah. I want to thank Slithy Tove. Uh... (laughs) Ampersand snap ooh uh, balanced and fair <laughs> um, Glorb. <laughs> and let me just double check. Um, I, and Juan one wova hmm. for the f- wait, actually, I'm not going to think one Juan, Juan nova, they gave us four stars.: Oh ooh. fuck, get out of here. Yeah. get out of here shit. yeah, but I want to what think. was their
2: problem? <laughs> Did they say Did too they many have- women,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm not even going to read it. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. It's probably for the best. Yeah. Don't want to give but everyone else was really nice. Yeah. Um, yes, thank for- you guys very much. Um, please continue to read and subscribe on iTunes. Uh, Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Lisa Draws. I'm at Mr. Emily Heller. <laughs> and goodbye. goodbye. Yay. Yay.
0: Baby Yay. We know
1: everything,
0: baby geniuses. Everything, baby genius. We know everything, baby genius. We know everything.
5: everything. Maximum Org Comedy and Culture, artist owned, listener supported. Hey there, European Max Funsters! Do not miss your chance to catch some of your favorite Max Fun shows live at the London Podcast Festival, September 22nd through 26th. See amazing guests like Armando Iannucci, Josie Long, and Romare on stage with Jesse Thorne during Bullseye. Bust a gut at classic panel show hijinks with International Waters and witness some tough-but-fair internet justice dispensed by Judge John Hodgman himself. The Beef and Dairy Network show is already sold out, but hey, at least you can enjoy being in the proximity of the premier expert on beef animals and dairy herds, right? More guests will be announced soon and tickets are going fast. Go to MaximumFun.org for tickets right now so you don't live a life steeped in regret.